Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge, Monday, October 3rd. Thanks everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. I am Jay Croucher, joined as always by Drew Dinsick. Coming up, we're going to break down main reactions to yesterday's game, adjustments of some power rankings, two teams that we think could rise up into the top tier, and then we break down Rams, Niners, uh, all in Rams tonight, and we'll get into the reasons why. Drew, how are you, mate? How was your weekend, and what were the big takeaways from yesterday? Well, the weekend was tremendous. We are into the month of October, which is the best sports month of the year. I don't really think there's much question about that, at least in my mind. Uh, NBA coming back this month. World Series, uh, you know, really just the fall classic in general is super, super fun. So uh, I'm in a great mood. Love October. Uh, and it was a winning week so far. Now, the Rams, if they don't come through for us tonight, I don't actually have to do the numbers. I might not have a winning week, so in the balance a little bit here. But uh, ultimately, I was pretty uh, satisfied with the results yesterday. In general, the entertainment factor of the NFL was a little higher, uh, you know, which is a little bit of a relief. Weeks two and three were kind of a slog, <laughs> and we're starting to see scoring tick up. We had a couple of really exciting finishes. Um, absolutely. Uh, the most annoying part of the weekend, surely, was anyone reacting to the end of that Bills-Ravens game saying that the Ravens should have kicked the field goal. If that's your opinion, you can leave the space anytime you feel like it. If you thought that the Ravens were going to hold on to a three-point win against the Bills, I, you are sorely mistaken. That was 100% the correct uh, decision to go for the touchdown. And realistically, I think Lamar missed something early in that play. Uh, it looked like, to me at least, DuVernay was you know was open for the uh, go-ahead touchdown. Um, but ultimately, uh, that was the big leverage game in terms of both the one-seed seeding in the AFC as well as uh, you know our MVP race. And then... Uh, you know, Nick Sirianni, what put on a coaching clinic, Jay, a clinic. There's um, a lot to lose now. I thought the Jacks could sneak in the back door, but, you know, the, the fumble uh, by Lawrence in the final two minutes there was uh, was a was was a tough one to swallow. That said, uh, still give the Jags credit for, you know, you know some of the you know, quality of play we saw. I still think that's a team that is going to be in the discussion come the end of this season, especially considering that the rest of the AFC South is pretty garbage. Yes, it is. I think with the Harbour thing, obviously he's had a lot of these high leverage decisions back end of last season, start of this season, and, and basically every single one of them has gone against him. But yeah. I think that every decision was correct outside of 
He went for two against Green Bay with Tyler Huntley with like 40 seconds left to win the game, which I think was the wrong decision because when you go for two with that much time left to take a one-point lead, then you're incentivizing Aaron Rodgers to march down the field and kick a field goal, whereas usually they would just probably be kneeling it out or be conservative. But my big takeaway from yesterday is that I think uh, the Ravens might have screwed the rest of the AFC by not putting to bed yeah. the Bills one seed when they had the yeah. chance. Because uh, now this sleeping giant, I mean, I haven't looked at what the market has gone back up at, but I would make fair Bills one seed like plus 125 to plus yeah. 150, that range now. Uh, mm-hmm. You could argue even shorter. They certainly have the path. And it really looks like, now they have the tiebreak over Baltimore as well. If that if that's the team that rises up, you're not really worried about any team in the AFC South as much as we love the Jacksonville Jaguars to uh, to threaten the Bills for the one seed. So it's looking like Bills Chiefs, and that game in two weeks is going to be well. It will be the highest leverage regular season game uh, of the season, uh, not just for the one seed, but that could decide uh, the MVP race in uh, in week six. Now. <sighs> The two big teams, well, it's really three now. Eagles, Bills, Chiefs. That's your tier one. Those are the three favorites for the Super Bowl. A little bit of delineation between them as well. The Bills plus 425 on points bet. The Chiefs plus 650. The Eagles plus 750. Do you agree that there is a gap between those three teams and the rest of the league? I think just considering uh, health, just considering schedule, I would 100% agree with this. The Chiefs are sort of the one team... Uh, that I am a little bit less, you know, confident that they're going to stay there and that they deserve that uh, high of a rating. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is still the guy, but uh, you know, and I know uh, you you brought it up that the MVP leverage uh, is going to be big time in that Bills Chiefs game. But you know, is Patrick Mahomes even the best, most valuable Chief right now, or is it Travis Kelsey? Because it sure feels like Kelsey is kind of the <laughs> he's, he's... Is the most valuable Chief. <laughs> I just want to give Kelsey a little bit of a shine because I mean, right. my goodness gracious, he was able to get open on basically every key down last night to put away, put away a Bucks team that was uh, coming back with uh, with a little bit of spirit. So, um, all that said, there are still some things I think the Chiefs have to work out uh, just overall from a team standpoint. Even in the you know a very convincing win last night on the road against uh, uh, a team we thought was competitors, but uh, yeah, I don't think you can argue it. Top three in power ratings it better be uh, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, and, and uh, uh, there should be a gap between them in the next year. Yep. I think the market does have it a little bit wrong in that I would have the Eagles above the Chiefs right now just because, one, the Eagles won't have to go through the Bills to get to the Super Bowl. And then, two, I mean, the Eagles are getting close to even money for the one seed, uh, which is going to be a significant advantage. One, you just don't have to play an extra game, whereas the Chiefs might have to have a first-round uh, game against, like, the Chargers or something, which isn't ideal. Uh, so I think that the Eagles should be favored above the Chiefs, even though, I mean, the market would have the Chiefs slight favorites over the Eagles, neutral field, just because it's still Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. But I mean, that gap is seriously closing uh, as well. So, but yeah, I think through four weeks, those are our three top teams. Uh, I don't agree with the Packers being the fourth favorite for the Super Bowl at plus 900. I, uh, I'd, need, I'd need double that price to get involved on the Packers after what they showed against the great Bailey Zapp. All right, in a second, we're going to jump into uh, two teams that we think could rise up and potentially threaten those uh, that top tier of three. But first, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, 
Go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, Major League Baseball, on the NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League, which I'm much more invested in after my gunners romped the Tottenham uh, in the North London Derby. <laughs> Derby. i got to stop saying Derby. I'm Australian. There is also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Bengals and Ravens in our Sunday Night 7 contest. And someone won uh, the predicted contest last right. night. 50K payout on Chiefs wow. box. Uh, and it's a reminder for the contest, like skew to the band. Skew either like really under or really over because those are the, that's the stuff that's correlated. So someone would have had overs on everything last night and uh, a 41-31 final certainly helped that. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER net gambling problem call 8778 hope new york or text hope ny four six seven three six nine in new york the path to retirement is different for everyone and as life changes so do priorities fidelity can help you get where you want to go with a free personalized plan goal tracking and timely insights you'll be set to take on retirement whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Okay, Drew, which team are you buying low on now as a title contender to uh, to jump up into that top tier? Yeah, so it's weird uh, to even say buying low. I mean, there's so many tier two teams that I that I have investments in already. And I, I would even consider adding at this price to the likes of the Jaguars, the Bengals, uh, you know, a number of these teams that we've talked about. Um, but for me, at least at this moment, I got to go with the Minnesota Vikings, and it is almost entirely schedule related. There are only four games left on the Vikings schedule for the remainder of the season, uh, where you know, 13 games left, only four uh, where I think that they are going to be favorites less than a field goal. Um, and that's pretty meaningful. Uh, we talked about the Eagles already. They have the easiest remaining strength of schedule by an enormous margin. The Eagles play their, their average opponent between now and the end of the season is three and a half points worse than, than a neutral, which seems impossible. But, uh, you know, you go look down that schedule. No one, you know, the Eagles have, uh, you know, virtually no threat between now and the end. The next easiest strength of schedule is the Vikings. Uh, and so that I think sets them up well. Uh, to take an NFC North crown here. You brought it up. The price for the Packers right now does not reflect reality. The Vikings, of course, have the head-to-head win over that team. Uh, and I think uh, you know the fact that they're still plus money in the North is kind of crazy. Uh, they have uh, two you know, Bears this week where they're meaningful favorites. Then they get the, the Miami Dolphins um, and you know a Dolphins team that we're not exactly sure what's going on at the quarterback position. So good time to catch them. Uh, and then they go into their buy. I think by the time you know we come up for air here, the Vikings are kind of going to be graded in that uh, sort of elite tier. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, set themselves up well for a little playoff run. Yep, I like that. I think the line this week against the Bears is just completely wrong as well. That's Vikings minus seven yeah. uh, home to Chicago. Like that's going to close nine, nine and a half. That's that was the line that immediately leapt out. Uh, is wrong to me uh, in terms of the early openers. I do worry about the Vikings, their ceiling, um, in terms of just Kirk Cousins and a suspect defense, gave up 24 points to Andy Dalton. But at the same time, in the NFC, maybe you don't really need a ceiling um, to get to the Super Bowl, particularly if you have a really good chance at the two seed, which is probably where the Vikings top out. But, I mean, if it's a two seed and then... Still, for the Eagles, as good as they have been, I, there is a certain lack of fear factor still about Jalen Hurts, rightly or wrongly. It's not like you have to go into Buffalo and beat Josh Allen or go into Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I do think the Vikings, you know, they, they have some upside in that sense. My team, and it's not really going out on a limb because they are fifth favorite for the Super Bowl, but I do think <laughs> that Tampa Bay, uh, there is a little bit of a buy-low opportunity on them. Uh, I actually feel better about Tampa Bay after last night. Uh, just because their offense just got back on track. And the fear for me about Tampa Bay's offense was that, well, maybe there's something wrong with Brady or maybe the offensive line. It's just it's just not at the level where they can have an elite offense. But I think it's more about the wide receivers. Uh, we saw that with Evans and Godwin back uh, last night, the Tampa Bay, they moved the ball much easier. They yeah. weren't in huge, high-stress, high-leverage situations. So maybe you take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but... 
at the same point, I do think that the Bucs, uh, I think that their defense will be fine. Like we have two and a half years of sample now that the defense is just really good. And, you know, teams have bad games against Kansas City. They gave up 41, but it's really more like 34 in a way because of the, the fumble on the kickoff. So I certainly wouldn't write off the Bucs. And the main optimism there is just that, I mean, are there any anyone else you like in the NFC South crew? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The Falcons are hot frauds. The Saints are reeling right now. And the Carolina Panthers might be one of the worst teams in football. Uh, no, the Bucks is a fair shout. And, uh, yeah, I think if, as much as there is a buy low, now is the time considering their next three look like uh, pretty comfortable wins. Um, yeah. One other kind of buy low I want to get your opinion on here. Mm. Should the Seahawks be 40 to 1? To win the a- NFC West, forty to one for the Seahawks. Like Geno Smith has a live arm; he is completing every freaking pass he throws. But certainly, if that offense is going to be plucky, uh, and you know, I mean, knocking on wood that the Rams get it done tonight. But if they lose, like the market thinks is a better than fifty-fifty chance, then all four teams are going to be two and two. Yeah, I had, you've teased that you're going to surprise me with a, a an underdog in a division. I thought you my two guesses would have been Arizona and Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, look, Seattle, I, they shouldn't be 40 to one. Uh, they should probably be like 20 to one. Uh, so they are definitely long. <laughs> and geno has been legitimately good. Like his PFF grade is off the charts. Uh, he has weapons. I just think that the defense, like the, if the Seahawks win the division, it has to be at like nine and eight. Um, and the defense just gave up uh, what 40 45 points to Jared Goff throwing to like Josh Reynolds and me and you. Uh, so I do think that they have certainly a cap ceiling, but yeah, 40 to one. Yeah, why not? Go Gino. I like, yeah, it. I mean, yeah, the Rams are uh, they're a fragile team. We know how much they rely on the availability of a couple key players. Uh, the Niners, you know, huge questions about what that offense is going to look like, not just now, but for the near term. And uh, talk about an uninspiring win. The Cardinals' win over the Panthers oh, was man. just gross. <laughs> it was gross, and I, yeah, I mean the Cardinals are so far from right. It is, uh, it's, it's almost. I don't know. I just the gap between those teams, I think, is narrower than the market. There was says. someone tweeted out. I sorry, I can't remember who it was, but uh, the tweet out the Cardinals almost punted on fourth and goal. Push <laughs> 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 back, which is these ridiculous comical errors. Uh, but yeah, I think. I mean, I was high on Baker Mayfield. Hold my hand up. I was high on Baker Mayfield going into the season, and uh, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL uh, right now. Yeah. There is nothing to hold on to in Carolina. Uh, look, also, just a quick note on the Bucks' defense. Uh, a note from uh, the great Johnny Venezia that the Bucks. that's the first time they've allowed 40 points since week nine of 2019. I do think that defense will ultimately be fine. Now, before we get into Niners-Rams, the highest leverage game of the week uh, for some, like me and you. Uh, (laughs) If you want more betting, DFS, and fantasy advice right before kickoff tonight, tune into our NFL on NBC Sports YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Eastern as Vaughn Dalzell, Lawrence Jackson, and Kyle Dvorak answer your questions prior to kickoff between those Rams and those Niners. Okay, wearing... Wearing the Cooper Cup t-shirt jersey that I bought outside the Super Bowl so far for $15 uh, to celebrate the Super Bowl MVP bet. I think you bought a more expensive jersey um, the day prior. I would have paid I would have paid $115 for this t-shirt jersey course, uh, after the Super Bowl win. So, um, yeah, the guy standing outside so far, you got to kind of adjust your business plan. 
Uh, I know that was a good night for you because you're on the Rams yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, I missed that text uh, about the Rams Super Bowl being a prize, but Sarada got some Cooper Cup plus 800 MVP. Now, I have my whole big spiel about this game um, that I'll go into, but first, why do you think Rams plus one and a half is wrong? I'm glad you bring it up last season because it does remind me that the the high point of all of sports for the entire 2022 calendar was this game in the NFC Championship, um, the comeback for the Rams and and really just uh, you know clinching their Super Bowl. Considering what I had at stake for for them to ultimately get it done was uh, it was a very memorable, very uh, exciting moment. And in general, um, yeah, Sean McVay kind of snapping the spell a little bit uh you know a lot of people coming into this contest with the handicapping angle of kyle shanahan owns mcveigh and i am not seeing that considering who is available for both the teams in this contest in general uh very excited about the opportunities for some of the star power here on the rams to shine um in general i think um you have seen an la rams offense get cleaner every week so far they are reducing the amount of turnovers they are looking somewhat sharper and i think uh stafford is now you know having shaken off the rust through the first three games after no preseason at all uh is going to be sharpened and ready for this particular contest the rams were always the bet in my mind in the nfc west this year because they drew the Niners twice early in the season when we thought it was going to be Trey Lance. And now the fact that it is Jimmy Garoppolo who had no preseason on top of the fact that he now has no offensive line, I think this is an absolute perfect storm. Rams ought to be the favorites here. My fair price is minus 118, considering who's available out there. And uh, really the only thing that is going to give me uh, kind of a, a, a nervousness watching this one is if the um, you know Niners D-line is winning every 1v1. Uh, and getting just aggressive pressure because we saw what happened when that you know when the Bills were able to pull that off uh, against the uh, you know against the Rams in Week One. So that's maybe the only thing in the back of my head that I'm going to be concerned about. But if uh, the LA Rams offensive line comes to play tonight, uh, then I think they get a pretty comfortable one. Yep. So here's my thing about this game. Let's go back to January last year in that NFC title game. The Rams have three and a half point favorites at home in SoFi. Now, home field advantage is worth one and a half to two points. This should be the lower end of that spectrum because the Rams are traveling within the state. They've had an extra day break as well. So rest shouldn't be an issue um, combined with the travel. So if the home field advantage is worth one and a half points, then the market is saying that there's been a significant improvement in the Niners since that game versus the Rams. And I don't see that at all because the market was saying that the Rams were two points better than the Niners neutral field for that NFC title game. And now the market is saying these teams are dead, even neutral field. Like, how does that make sense? Like the Niners don't have an offensive line. They've lost 80% of their offensive line, uh, including uh, the best tackle (laughs) in the sport in Trent Williams. So I don't understand this at all. I know the, the Rams offensive line isn't as good either, but it's not nearly as dire as San Francisco's. And yes, Jimmy G is healthier. He's also playing a lot worse. Um, Maybe we need to mess up his shoulder again because uh, he's been dreadful. So I don't understand this line at all. Uh, Look, the concern would be, like you said, that the Niners, there is a chance the Niners have the best defense in football. Like that's in play. They have a really good defense. They have a better defense than the Rams. But at the same time, like Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, they just give you such a high floor as an offense like this is a top 10 quarterback at the bottom end of the top 10 but still a top 10 quarterback and the best wide receiver in the game 
like Cooper Cup is tier one by himself. And maybe we can do a podcast at some point just about Cooper Cup and his level the past year and a half. But yeah. I mean, he is doing he's doing things that are precedented, clearly. So I do think as well that Matthew Stafford has been the unluckiest quarterback in the NFL so far in terms of interception luck, in terms of drop rate. That's going to regress. So I, I just don't see the case for the Niners being favorites. Uh, look, I don't, this isn't like a, a lock. I don't make the Rams touchdown favorite or anything, <laughs> but I do think I do think the fair line here is Rams minus one and it's yeah. plus one and a half in the market. So this is my biggest bet of the season on a game by far. So wow. if I'm wrong and we're wrong about this, uh, don't come after me because I'm going to feel plenty bad enough about myself <laughs> and my own situation because I'm very invested in this game. So look, that, that's my thing. If the Rams, if they go down, if Bosa and Co. overwhelm the, the Rams offensive line and the Niners win 14-10, which is kind of yeah. what I feel like they're going to have to win, then so bad and uh, we go down that way. But um, yeah. until then, Rams house. Any last thoughts, Drew? I I mean, that's the beauty of having skin in the game and doing this type of work that we're doing. Like, if we're wrong, it's not just like, oh, well, sorry, I was wrong, guy. No, it's gonna hurt. (laughs) Like, it's gonna, it's not gonna feel good. Yeah, Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna be wearing, we're gonna be wearing it. Um, But at the same time, uh, you didn't even mention the Rams' offense. It's more than just Stafford and Cup. Like he's got, he's you know Stafford is building a little bit of chemistry with Skronik. He's got a, a you know a decent target share to Higby. Higby's healthy. Higby was not healthy in that game against the uh, Niners in the NFC Championship game. Um, they're not even deploying or using Allen Robinson at this point, and so there is enough diversity in that passing game that I think uh, you know I, I would expect uh, in general McVay pulls a, a rabbit out of his hat here and has a, a, a solid offensive game plan. Really and truly, like the Rams' schedule is very easy. They do not have a ton of tough tests. If they have saved things for these two head-to-heads versus the Niners early in the season, they can basically put away the NFC West early here uh, and kind of try to just stay healthy and stay right and prepare for a playoff push, you know, because they're thinking Super Bowl or bust this season. We know this. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so this is this should be a, a time for them to shine. Yep. Cooper Cup against San Francisco last season caught 29 of 34 passes, 382 yards and three scores across the three matchups. Had 100 plus yards at each game. Good luck with him, San Francisco. I felt better about our Rams case before you started talking about Skoranek and Higby. <laughs> but that's okay. They're just tangential. They're tangential figures, but Higby's been really good. Yeah, uh, yes. Sean McVay, do not give the ball to Cam Akers. I beg of you. Any, anything, but any, anything but that. Oh, God. Don't, if Cam Hagers has 15 carries, it better be because they're running out of two touchdown lead in the fourth. <laughs> any part of Cam Akers and his fumbles and his 2.9 yards per carry and all of that. So please, the Stafford and Cup, bring us home. Let's relive the Super Bowl. Let's relive the NFC title game. Please, Sean McVay. All right, we're done. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to those of you watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. From me, Jay Croucher, Andrew Dinsick, we are out. Go Rams. Please go Rams. And we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 